Hello, everyone, and welcome to the weekly update. Brandify's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Marketing at Brandify, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Brandify's VP of Product Strategy. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump into your weekly update. Hello. In our first item this week, continuing on some news that we've been reporting recently, there's a new report in the Financial Times that again speculates that Apple may be working on a search engine or search technology in general. This report speculates that Apple's activity may be directly related to the antitrust action that was recently announced by the Department of Justice uh, targeting Google. And in particular, because that DOJ um, allegation set of allegations includes the suggestion that Apple's relationship with Google to provide exclusive search technology on iPhones is a sign of monopolistic activity. So Google may be looking forward to that, sorry, Apple rather, may be looking forward to that and seeing that um, if they are forced to cancel that relationship, they're no longer going to be making any revenue from users who choose Google as their search engine on iPhones, and therefore they might be better off powering search themselves. Now, that's already started to show up in iOS 14. If you ask for, um, if you do certain queries from the home screen, uh, Apple is going to show you direct website links uh, powered by Apple Search. Um, three years ago, Apple hired John Gianandrea, who was the head of search at Google, to improve machine learning, AI, and ultimately Siri search results uh, on Apple devices. So there's speculation that his role may have expanded to consulting with Apple on search in general. Um, the, uh, the, the Justice Department's report uh, also suggests that 50% of mobile search queries um, that Google captures are actually generated from Apple devices. So there's a lot of search volume potentially at play here. Um, and so again, Apple may be trying to insert itself into the mix um, as a viable option to displace Google at, at uh, such point as the the uh, Justice Department decides to uh, remove Google as the default for iPhones. TripAdvisor has launched Menu Content, a new offering for restaurants, enabled by the company's acquisition in 2019 of Menu Syndicator's single platform. The Menu Content offering lets restaurants control the menu content on a range of sites, including TripAdvisor itself, as well as Google, Yelp, OpenTable, Foursquare, Facebook, and others. In addition, TripAdvisor has announced two new offerings for hotels. The Spotlight product uses data from OTA Insight, a hotel data platform. It has two components, Rate Spotlight, helps hotels understand how to price room rates competitively, and Market Spotlight helps them understand demand signals such as local events and travel searches. Another product, Reputation Pro, monitors hotel reviews on TripAdvisor, Google, and Facebook, and it lets hotels know how to respond to reviews from the Reputation Pro platform, offers sentiment analysis of reviews, and solicits new reviews via email, mobile apps, and text message. There's a new post from Phil Rozek, who writes the Local Visibility System blog and is well-known as a commentator in uh, local SEO. 
His new post is about goofy metrics, as he calls them. So there are seven metrics that local SEOs should not rely on to determine the success of local search campaigns. And for each of these so-called goofy metrics, Phil uh, substitutes what he calls a better metric, which is a you know a better way of measuring the same type of uh, success or the same type of factor. So there's several of these. I encourage you to take a look at the full article, which is linked from the Monday Memo post for this week. Um, one example is total traffic to your site. So Phil says that that's not a reliable metric because you don't know whether your site visitors are reaching the right pages. Instead, you should pay attention to impressions, not only for your site in general, but for specific pages or queries. Uh, he also says you should pay less attention to the number of terms where you rank number one and more attention to the terms that are relevant for your business where you're going to be a more obvious choice for consumers than perhaps some other uh, businesses that may appear. So surfacing in a local pack for terms that are not particularly relevant to your business and therefore unlikely to convert, that's not really going to do you much good. So he really uh, encourages us to focus on on keywords that are especially relevant. Uh, the on the topic of reviews, he says that high review count is great, but it doesn't really help you if your average star rating is low. Uh, five star reviews are great, but not if they're uninformative or they seem forced. Uh, it's more important to have reviews that are really engaged and provide a lot of detail about the business. So, uh, and there are several other uh, items that Phil goes over. So I encourage you to take a look at the full article uh, for more information. Google has recently released an hour-long video called Trillions of Questions, No Easy Answers, a movie about how Google search works. The video includes contributions from many Google employees whose work has been significantly impacted by the development of Google's search strategy over the past several years. Topics covered include, per Barry Schwartz's write-up, UI, rankings, data centers, spam, quality raters, evaluations, EAT, testing, misinformation, BERT slash machine learning, and much more. Next, there is a post from uh, Brian Barwig from Sterling Sky, which is about a recent uptick uh, that's been observed in Google My Business suspensions that seems to be triggered when the profile is edited. Even when a single field is updated, uh, it seems that suspensions in many cases are being triggered over the last several days. So examples that Brian points out include a verified listing that merely added a website URL. This is a listing that was just recently verified. Uh, there's another GMB listing that simply changed its phone number, another one that updated its secondary categories. In that last example, they saw their listing suspended less than a minute later. Uh, some suspensions are taking days, uh, if not weeks, to clear, unfortunately. Um, there's an observation that the suspensions may have been um, ramped up recently due to Google's uh, attempt to fight spam listings. So the idea here is that Google's trying to detect evidence of spam and perhaps has its filter or its signals turned up a little too high, they're a little too sensitive, and therefore triggering suspensions where it uh, they're clearly not 
really called for. Uh, we don't have any word from Google or any uh, potential um, resolution to this issue, but it's something to be aware of, probably impacting small businesses more than any other type. But uh, we do want to pay attention to these signs that Google is working to improve its spam fighting capabilities, but in some, in some cases having trouble making that work without impacting innocent businesses. Joy Hawkins has studied what it takes for businesses to qualify for a label next to its map pin in Google Maps. Labels cannot be applied to every business since there simply isn't enough room within the map's display to accommodate them. Therefore, it's logical to conclude that Google has rules determining whether or not businesses qualify for labeling by calling them out by name. According to tests Joy Hawkins and her team have performed, there are a number of factors that have a great impact on the likelihood that a business will receive a label in maps. The full list is included on our Monday Memo blog, but these include there, the website is linked to GMB listing, GMB listing has a high review count, GMB listing is older, seven years or older on average, and that a GMB listing has an editorial summary. The list goes on, and again, this can be seen on our blog. Great. Well, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out on Brandify.com and the Brandify blog, where you can find more information about the topics we've covered here today. You can also subscribe to the weekly update from your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlison, and we'll see you next time on the weekly update.